0: Welcome to the Astro Psyche. This is your weekly astrology for August 28th through September 3rd. This week we have a full moon in Pisces. We have Venus stationing direct, meaning that its retrograde will end, and we are still fully in Mercury retrograde in Virgo. I'm really excited to share the astrology of this week with you. My name is Shauna McGrath. I am a psychotherapist and astrologer. And I really wanted to share this full moon in Pisces with you because we have Saturn and some other planetary energy that are that are really involved in this full moon, which gives it a bit of a different flavor than we would normally think of when we're talking about a full moon in Pisces. And so I wanted to share with you... Yes, okay, so uh, the full moon is... In Pisces, it's happening at seven degrees of Pisces, so this is fairly early in the sign. It's exact Wednesday, August 30th at 6.35 p.m. Pacific time. So when I'm looking at this full moon, full moons are always a polarity kind of energy. So we have the moon in the sign of Pisces. Pisces is about our sense of, consciousness, our ability to, uh, to be aware of the unseen world, to be aware of our intuition and our feelings, and to be in the flow of the world, in the flow of our environment. Pisces is very creatively oriented. There's this ability to um, feel like there's a channeling of energy And folks that have a strong uh, Pisces emphasis in their birth chart, they're embodying this energy all the time. When it comes to a full moon in Pisces, we all get to experience this. So this means heightened sense of intuition, heightened emotions. Uh, Pisces is very humanitarianly oriented. So this means having a, a greater draw toward helping and Compassion and empathy. the The challenging sides of Pisces, where Pisces energy can get uh, distorted, is associated with states of fear, or when the intuition it gets um, distorted itself, and there's something that that we're that we're picking up on, but we don't quite know what it is, and then maybe we misread an intuition. Uh, This can be an illusion. This can be seeing things not exactly as they are. And often with with Pisces, this can tend towards um, fear or constriction because there's a feeling of not feeling safe there. And so so this is a wide variety of experiences that we can have with uh, feelings that can come up, patterns that can come up when we have a full moon in Pisces. Now, the nature of a full moon is that the sun is always opposite the moon. This is what creates that uh, that beautiful moon in the sky that we see. So we have the sun in Virgo. Happy birthday to my Virgo people. Um, so we have the moon reflecting the light of the Virgo energy. Virgo, um, like I mentioned in my other video this week on Pisces and Virgo, is uh, Virgo is very oriented around... Uh, healing and helping and um, and ritual and going through a process and discerning and so during a full moon we're not only working this Pisces energy we're also working the Virgo energy the Virgo um, side of this polarity in the equation is about like really honing in on what is actually happening here. Uh, having a sense of having a sense of separating out what is helpful versus not helpful, and this can be um, this can be very helpful when it comes to um, to navigating through. The, the Pisces territory, the, the shadow of Pisces, which is associated with confusion. Okay, sorry about that. I had a I paused the recording just now because I had a timer that was going off and I knew it was going to go off for a while <laughs> until I got it. Uh, so so yes, so we're we're working this this dynamic of Pisces and Virgo energy which this axis of signs is really about uh healing and cohesion and bringing things together uh virgo is the the pulling things apart and putting together and the pisces is more about being um being taken over by being guided by the flow of life and um Allowing and surrendering into that process. So things, these are things that that may come up during this full moon period, and it's going to be different for everyone based on what's happening in your life right now, your temperament, and of course your own personal birth chart and what's being activated. Now, uh, I did want to mention that Saturn is very close to this moon. So right now we have Saturn at about three degrees of Pisces. And again, the moon um, is at about eight degrees, uh, so they're really close together here. And this is this is going to be a part of our full moon and Pisces storyline over the next two and a half, three years or so, while Saturn is in the sign of Pisces. Uh, so anytime that we have a full moon now in the sign of Pisces, Saturn is there, and Saturn is. Uh, coloring our experience of Pisces transits. Uh, In this case, in particular, it happens to be very close. So let's say if the the moon was farther down at like, you know, I don't know, like 20 degrees of Pisces, it wouldn't be as intense. But I especially wanted to note it here because it's so close. So what does this mean? So Saturn is a symbol of boundaries, of limitation, of be constriction there is a somber tone to saturn there's a um a feeling of gravity of things of taking things seriously of looking at life looking at life and knowing that there are things that we can control and things that we cannot control knowing that uh knowing that there's always this uh, mortality that we're dealing with, um, Saturn reminds us of these things. And so when we have the moon together with Saturn like this, there there may be themes around um, the parts of our lives that we feel constricted by, or that we simply don't have control over, uh, those can be things like physical limitations or um, socioeconomic limitations. Uh, Saturn kind of brings this in and um, shows us the things that that we can't just wish away, and that can be very difficult. Um, sometimes it can be uh, validating to acknowledge these things and to acknowledge um, that something maybe has been so hard because it is something that is outside of, of our, um, internal control. Sometimes it can be frustrating. So there's all kinds of feelings that can come up around this. Now, um, another part of Saturn is, uh, can be, uh, feelings of like having low mood, um, feeling, um, sadness, grief, even depressive states, these are all Saturn kind of territories. And I'm sharing this with you because this is very different than, let's say, uh, Uranus or Jupiter, even Neptune. Uh, Uranus is um, has this kind of like erratic kind of energy to it. It's this more um, movement-oriented, upbeat kind of energy. Uranus tends to infuse us with energy for better or for worse, um, uh, you're not, Uranus can, you know, be a symbol of anxiety. If anything, uh, whereas Saturn, there's a heaviness to this planetary energy, and so if we're feeling like we're overwhelmed in our life, or if um, not even that, if if there is something in our life that is in some way unsustainable, it will be brought to light when we have a Saturn transit when we have a full moon with Saturn like this, it's quite likely that if we're overworked in some way or overextending ourselves, even if it's something where it's kind of like been fine, uh, it may be brought to our attention that maybe it's not so fine in the long term. So of course there's always things that we have to do and have to manage. and so um, if there's something here that that comes up, uh, I encourage you to notice what message you may be receiving from psyche, from your spirit, from your soul, from the, the universe. what What is it that's happening here? Like what is really going on and what is it trying to tell you about what's happening? Uh, so this is Saturn. Uh, the other piece that I'll say about Saturn is that, especially Saturn moon, is that when we feel overwhelmed or overextended and it feels like we don't have control over that, then that can tend to um, bring up states of overwhelm and, and hopelessness. And the the biggest way to work with this is to find the, the ways in which you can feel like you have a choice and that that is the doorway through this Saturn process through the Saturn moon process is where do you have a choice here? And um, that may be something very minor. It might be something major. Uh, Sometimes I find that the smallest changes are the most accessible, uh, that they're the easiest for us to step into and to grasp. Uh, So so yes, so a, a lot of potential energy being kicked up, a lot of emotions, a lot of themes here uh, being kicked up with this full moon. Again, this is happening on Wednesday. So uh, depending on when you're watching this, you may already be feeling this energy building in the days leading up to the full moon on Wednesday. And then there's this sort of softening and releasing effect as the moon uh, moves out of the sign of Pisces and then moves into Aries and then Taurus, etc. Now, other big thing that's happening this week is we have Venus stationing direct. So that essentially means that the Venus retrograde will end. Uh, So Venus is the planet that is a symbol of relationships, beauty, love, sensuality, sexuality, our values, our finances. These are all Venus territory. And so Venus has been retrograde, appearing to move backward in the sky from uh, July 22nd through September 3rd. And so we've all been reflecting on Venusian themes. We've had a chance to uh, look at how we show up in relationships, uh, to revisit our interpersonal dynamics and maybe even topics around Uh, how we feel and experience beauty and sensuality, and how we creatively express ourselves, uh, how we relate to our sense of value and worth, either in ourselves or how we spend our resources, how we use our resources. And so I'm really curious, um, this may be something for you to reflect on over the course of the week is what themes have come up, um, maybe what challenges or what insights or realizations you've had uh, over the last, uh, I guess, let's see, it's like a month and a half or so that Venus has been retrograde. What kinds of awarenesses and awakenings, what has been awakened in you? And what changes would you like to make in yourself and in your relationships as you go forward? Now, Venus is, uh, so the, when Venus stations direct on the third, this is actually a moment in time where uh, Venus is still in the zodiac. So Venus, instead of appearing to move backwards, it appears to pause and then to move forward. So Venus is stationing uh, direct at about 12 degrees of Leo. This is all happening in the sign of Leo. And then Venus will move forward through the sign of Leo and then eventually make its way into Virgo. So Venus is moving back over the territory that it has retrograded over. And So as this, I'm I'm pausing because there's there's a very loud dog outside, and I think that's an interesting omen that there's like yeah, there's something here. There's something here to say. I'm also thinking about how Venus um, is the ruler of the sign of Taurus, Libra, as well as Taurus, and Taurus is very much connected to the throat and to the voice and to to um, speaking and to saying what it is that you have to say. And so this may be that the insights and awarenesses that you've had over the last bit of time, the last chunk of time while Venus has been retrograde from late July to early September, you may feel a a new fresh energy around being able to put words to or to express or to enact the things that you've been thinking about, the things that you've been contemplating, the things that you've been reflecting on and maybe had more of an internal sort of sense. And now as Venus begins to move forward over the next month or so, that you can start to um, express things outwardly. That may be the way that this comes. The other piece of this, too, is that Venus is square Jupiter and Uranus, and it has been making this aspect during most of its retrograde period. So there's lots of potential here for um, the, the new awakenings, new insights to continue to develop. And I want you to really watch this. Like, where are you wanting to release something? Where are you wanting to bring in new energy? Whenever we're talking about Jupiter and Uranus, we're always thinking about like, okay, where is it that you're being drawn? Where is it that you're moving away from? And what's the motivation for doing this? Is it about, um, you know, is it about getting away from something that's challenging or are you moving towards something that is is really calling to you? And and maybe it's a mixture of both, but really like noticing where you're feeling that that Venusian pull, that attraction towards something. And so uh I will note um the other piece of this week too is that we are in mercury retrograde so we began that process uh last week mercury is retrograde in the sign of virgo and so uh mercury retrograde is connected to this full moon process as well because it's it's keying in to this opposition of the moon and the sun and so this is something to keep in mind as well is it's really interesting this week so we're like we're like all right yes we're done with venus retrograde um i think that there can be a sort of like feeling of of celebrating the end of a retrograde and i i don't think of these things i don't think of transits as like an on off switch i mean i think that can it can feel that way sometimes when a planet's moving from one sign to the other Uh, But it's about like the retrograde is this internalizing self-reflective process. And then when a planet stations direct, then that's when we can start that integration kind of process. And I really find it interesting that Mercury is retrograde as Venus is stationing direct, especially that Mercury is retrograde in Virgo, because there's this ability to um, use that Virgo discernment and uh, like the the like honing in on like, okay, what exactly is it that has happened here and sort of like assessing and deciding on how it is that we want to move forward. It feels like a, like a good way to, uh, to transition out of Venus retrograde. Uh, okay. So with that being said, I'm gonna pull some tarot cards for you here. And so I'm really curious what came up for you as I talked about the astrology this week. I imagine a lot of us are probably already feeling the the full moon themes coming up. And uh, there's something in particular that you want to, to feel more into or to explore at this moment in time. You can hold that in your awareness, hold that in your heart. As always, I'm pulling three cards, but if there's a number between one and three that you would like to mentally pick right now, that that can be your card, so to speak, you can do that. Okay. okay. Ooh, okay. Lots of transformation this week. Okay. So uh, first card is the death card. So the death card is about transmutation. The death card is like the butterfly. Uh, Let's see. So in this card, uh, this is the spells and potions tarot deck in this card there's a figure that's seated and behind them there's what looks like a death figure and um the initial figure that's seated it almost looks like they're holding like a balloon with this um mandala on the balloon uh I pulled this card reversed so that may mean that there's something that needs to change here that that where there's a resistance against that. Um, you know, change is difficult, <laughs> especially when it's radical change. Um, when I'm looking at this card, too, there's all of these like, um little hanging things. Uh, I can't remember what it's called when. in in a nursery or over, um, over a baby's bed, there would be the, the things that are hanging and they maybe swing around. Uh, it looks like those are there. Maybe, you know what that's called. I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, but, but this symbol and they, they look very sweet. Um, this symbol to me, the fact that I'm noticing this is telling me that maybe there's something here that is changing that, that you've inherited through your family system, or through uh, your your family or culture of origin. Maybe it's simply something that that you've something about yourself that you felt connected to for a very long time. That that is something that's changing, and you know that's that's difficult. That's not always convenient feeling. Um, so that's card number one. I'm going to go back to that in a moment. Uh, The second card is the devil card. Uh, So yeah, if you weren't already afraid of the death card, we also have the devil card. These are two cards that I think get a lot of, um, that there's a lot of fear that comes up when we get these. So it's very interesting that they're coming up when we have a full moon in Pisces, because that is one of the challenges of Pisces energy. Uh, The devil card is a sign that there is So the devil card is about power. The devil card is about um, sacrificing a part of yourself because you feel like you need to, in order to get the thing that you want. So it's kind of like that, that deal making situation. And, um, and I pulled this upright. And so this is telling me that, that there's something here that's happening where you are making a sacrifice or making a deal or making an agreement whether that's maybe with with yourself internally or externally where it's sacrificing something and um often when people get this card it's often where they feel stuck where they feel like they there's like a no exit situation where they can't get out of it and it feels like they they have no power in the situation and the ironic thing with the devil card is um and why i think this card is so not scary is that it always means that you're the one that has the power to change this scenario it probably doesn't feel like that but there is something here that's happening where Where you're sacrificing something and it's um and it yeah and it's it's not working for you um and that that it can be very difficult to to make this change um and then the third so i'm going to go back to these in a second um the third card is the eight of swords um i i'm just laughing because yeah this this is like an intense reading you guys um so I pulled the Eight of Swords reversed, and I actually really like this as an ending card based on this energy. So in the uh, the traditional Smith weight deck, the Eight of Swords has a figure who is encircled by swords and they're, they're um, bound, their hands are bound, and their eyes are blindfolded. Um, this card shows that you feel trapped, again, like this feeling of entrapment. Um, and it also very similar to the devil card says that, uh, you're able to, to get out of this situation if you so wish, but there's it's like, you have to take off the blindfold. You have to undo the thing on your, you know, undo the binding here. Now I pulled this reversed. And so this as the ending card to me means that, uh, It means that there is a freedom from whatever has felt binding to you, that that is, that's where you're going. The last card is always like where we're going on this journey in the way that I read it at least. And so there is freedom from that, which feels like it's, it's holding you back or hold or like hemming you in. And so as I'm reading these, it's like, there's this change. There's this transformation that that's happening here. And I'm really thinking about Venus square Uranus that we talked about there. There's, there may be something here in relationship or the way that you do things. This can be, um, this change can be something that's, that's more internal. It's not like an external thing. It can be a way of being, it can be something, um, in your life. I don't know. Um, but there is change here that, that maybe you've been avoiding in some way. I don't know. Um, and the the challenge is that it feels like you don't have control over the situation. And I don't want to downplay that uh, that we do have limitations, that there are things that we don't have control over in this material world, whether that is, um, you know, socioeconomically, physically, uh, et cetera. Um, There are things that we don't have control over, but, but there's something here that you do have control over where you're making a sacrifice and it's, it's not something that is sustainable for you, that, that there's a change in this that needs to happen. And that when you do that, that's when you can feel more free, that that's when, um, You can expand the Eight of Swords is really about expanding your circle, expanding your sense of self. And, and like, really, I'm thinking about like the butterfly energy of coming out of the cocoon. That's really, um, that's really a a symbol that's coming to mind here. Um, But in order to come out of the cocoon as a butterfly, uh, there needs to be this this confrontation of the like going into the cocoon. Uh, Okay, I hope that makes sense. And I hope that is helpful to you. Um, I yeah, I hope that you found this reading helpful. Uh, If you are interested in working with me more, I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer. And I would love to hear from you. If you're interested in uh, working with me uh, one-on-one, and I also want to share with you that I am hosting a workshop uh, called Workshop for Healers: The Psychopump Function, which is a synthesis of my and synthesis and further elaborating my thesis research on how. Uh, the the psychopomp the guide of souls after death can help us who um, for folks who are in the helping healing caregiving fields um, how that can help us create a more sustainable professional life um, working with things like boundaries and um boundaries and uh and really doing our work in a way that is less about fixing someone else or taking responsibility for someone else and more about accompanying people on their journey. Uh, So you can find out more about all of that on my website, theastropsyche.com. I'm wishing you a wonderful week, happy full moon and sending lots of love. I'll see you soon. Bye.